Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. It's a Friday night. It's 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. on the Pacific side. And in some sections of the country, it's been cold. It's crazy. That Arctic blast, that global warming in reverse. It's been kind of crazy over here. And uh, we are here on a Friday night with a good friend of ours. His name is Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc originally comes from France. And as a result of uh, him calling me many years ago as a recommendation of a friend, we um, started to do a little bit of business together. Then I really liked having him on, you know, just conversations with him. We said, let's do some radio shows to help you promote your business. And as a result of that, we started becoming friends. And as a result of that, we've done 370, probably six, 377. Who's counting? Who's counting radio shows? But, uh, it, it, 373. So it's been a lot of radio shows. So as a result of that, we know a lot about each other. But um, what we've also done, too, is around two years ago, I think it was, um, in November, so that would have been three years ago, just as COVID was getting started, Jean-Luc called me up and told me he was not going to be able to do the radio shows because he's going to be in the hospital waiting for a new heart. And that's not something you usually wait for. <laughs> it's like, what the, what the hell? Like, how the hell do you do this? So he was he was having some challenges. And overall, like, he's he's real good. He's like 98% as far as in good health. But he had a little bit of a challenge with a heart valve that they couldn't repair. They had to replace the whole thing. So that was crazy because he was, I think he was 69 at the time. And I wasn't really sure how many 69-year-olds actually lived through successful heart transplants, but I was a little bit concerned, a little bit concerned, very sad, that we wouldn't be able to do the radio shows, but held out. We started to do replays every Friday because we knew maybe Jean-Luc would be coming back. And then it was around January of the following year that he was kind of like still holding out, and then I think it was in February that he actually was had the successful heart transplant and actually released from the hospital. And actually, I think we started doing our first radio shows. So it's crazy. So we've been here ever ever since. And like I playfully say, any time I get a chance to talk to my good friend Jean-Luc is a good time. And today is an exceptional radio show because we have his number one fan club in the background. And all you need is one of these. <laughs> And all you need is one of these, and that's Diane. So, Jean-Luc, thanks for being here, and Diane, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Peter. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Peter, for that introduction. It's true. You're we welcome. are good friends since uh, we have done 373 radio shows, this one. Uh, my transplant was the 15th of January. Maybe in three days I will be three years old. <laughs> wow. He will be three years in uh, wow. yeah, the, the 15th, in three days. And at Cedar Sinai, they are a little pissed off because I don't take medication now for five or six months. 
and I'm still very good, very well. And they didn't know how this happened. They pushed me and said, yeah, but you need to take back your medication. I said, yeah, but I feel good. I don't have the side effect. I don't have uh, nothing. And they say, yeah, but people die one month after they stop it. I say, yeah, in six months, I am still alive. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. And, um, yeah, the medication almost killed me. We talk many, many times about this. But, yeah, it will be three years. Three years anniversary in three days. Many is Monday, wow. I think. Yeah, the 15th is Monday, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Peter, tonight I want to speak about something who happened yesterday on uh, crypto. You know, I am a fan of crypto. I am investing in crypto. And yesterday, yesterday, we have something he was in preparation for a long, long time. We finally have the, uh, the first uh, ETF crypto who have been uh, released by the SEC. Um, and this this is the first time it happened. For people who don't know what, uh, what is an ETF, Peter, do you know what is an ETF, I suppose? Um, uh, no, I don't. But I know it's a big banking product, if you will. So okay, I, forget I, will, I, will, I forget what it stands I for. Explain. But educate us. I will, I will explain. ETF stands for... Um, Exchange traded trade fund. Exchange trade fund is what it means. Well, the first one was creating, if I remember correctly, don't quote me on this, it was 1973, and it was the S&P 500. You have heard about this, Peter. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. S&P 500, for people who don't right. know, is, um, is the 500 most, uh, successful company here in the U.S., like uh, Microsoft, Google, uh, Apple, NVIDIA, and many others because they have 500. And uh, the, the company, I think it was uh, Wall Street, cre create an ETF. That is, they take all this company and, and uh, the, give the possibility to people like me and you and, and Diane and others to trade company on a, on a block. They put all of this is one block. The S&P today was around 4,780, something like this. Um, I don't remember exactly how it's, it's ended, but um, it was going up, up, up recently, going down a little bit now. I think it will continue to go down for the two, two three weeks to come. But you can trade. You have a, if you have a brokerage account, you like uh, Fidelity or Schwab or uh, E-Trade or other. You can go on it. You open and you can trade the ETF, the ETF uh, S&P 500, and uh, you can trade is going up and going down. It's the same. And you have um, after this ETF, many other ETF have been created, like the GDX is a gold ETF. Many gold companies are on it, like uh, USO. USO is an ETF for the oil, different oil company on this. And until to trade one company, example, you can trade uh, Apple if you want, 
if you trade the ETF, you trade a bunch of uh, company, more than one company. Same thing with the gold, same thing with the oil. We have uh, an ETF is um, uh, TLT ETF, it's for the bond, and you have many, many, many different ETFs like this. But for crypto, no ETF. And also what is important with the ETF, uh, many individual people can create it, but also the hedge fund, the one who regulates your pension or have a billion of trillion of dollars to invest, cannot um, uh, trade some small company. Okay. And they have regulation and they have their own policy. And most of the time, they put a lot of money on this ETF. Uh, when you check it and you go on a volume, you can say the volume is 12 million, 20 million, 15 million share would trade like this during a, during a, a trading session. Now, what happened yesterday is something completely new because different companies, uh, I'm sure, Peter, you know BlackRock. Sure. BlackRock, Fidelity, um, Schwab. Uh, yeah, the companies that rule the world. They own says, the world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. BlackRock is the number one. BlackRock uh, have uh, 10, 10 trillion of dollars, not million, trillion of dollars uh, to investment. And they asked to create a crypto ETF last year and uh, when BlackRock asked something like this on uh, uh, SEC they have 99.8% of success rate meaning uh, when they ask basically almost at 100% they will, they will ask but there was not the only one uh, Fidelity asked also Schwab um, I talked with them recently they say yeah we are on the way and uh, Chase Bank and many other and uh, many other company or, or financial organization has to create their own ETF. Like if you go back in 1973, the first ETF was uh, S&P 500. But after after that, many other ETFs have been created. Like I explained, the gold, the oil, the fund, and, and many other. And here, the first ETF is about uh, the Bitcoin ETF. It has been created yesterday. And the SEC cannot give authorization to one uh, one company. Like they can say, okay, BlackRock, you have the possibility to to uh, create an ETF because the other one, Accidentity and other, can sue the SEC giving the advantage to one company. And what happened? When they opened the ETF, they opened for all of them. All the companies, now they were asking, they have the possibility to create an ETF, they have the uh, 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 green light, and now they can create an ETF. What does this mean after uh, the Bitcoin ETF uh, already have been approved? We already know that BlackRock asked an uh, ETH, Ethereum, ETF, and many other companies will, will continue to create 
more than one ETF and many, many other ETFs will be created. This is very bullish, what we say on a uh, stock market jargon, is very, uh, will push all this crypto up, up, up. Sure now, with, I think we are around 15,000 different uh, cryptocurrency. Not all, all of them will be put on an ETF. Not all of, all of them will be successful. But at least Bitcoin, um, uh, Ethereum, and many others who will follow behind will be very uh, successful. And many ETFs will be created. What does this mean? When you know that uh, Fidelity have, uh, I think it's between 36 or 40 million customers, this opens the door to this 46, 36 or 40 million customers. And in many people who was not interested to or didn't know how to buy Bitcoin or to buy other crypto, because we cannot say sample. Say you need to. Uh, put the money on an exchange at Coinbase. You need to exchange the money for some crypto. You, now it's more simple than at the beginning, even when I start, because before everything was going through Bitcoin. Now on an uh, exchange like Coinbase, you can buy many crypto directly with a, with a dollar money. Not all, but many of them, many of them because Coinbase... Uh, create all of this. And Coinbase basically just last year partnered with uh, BlackRock. This is also very, very interesting. But many people, millions of millions of millions, maybe billions of people now will be able to uh, go on their, um, on their platform like Fidelity or Schwab or other and uh, uh, they are trading account and to open an ETF and to put some money on on the crypto market and to trade the crypto. This will push um, push the price of the crypto higher. Also, this year we talk. I think we talk uh, four years ago about the halving. Do you remember that, Peter? Sure, absolutely. And do you remember what is a halving? I do, but our uh, Building Fortunes radio listening audience may not know what that means. Okay. I, I will explain. Every four years, uh, the production of Bitcoin is cut by half. And we, I think we will finish, it will finish at the end of this century. It's not, it's not close, but um, the mining of Bitcoin, the production of Bitcoin is cut by half. And this happened this year, too, in April. Now, if you look at all of this, you cut the production of the Bitcoin by half. You increase the demand by 1,000 or 10,000. I don't know which, which can be the, the demand. What will happen to the price, Peter? Well, you would think the price would go up. Yeah, it if will the go demand, up. The, demand goes up, the price up. should go up. Yeah, it should it's supposed to work exactly like any product you you increase the demand you reduce the production the price of the uh, crypto go up and we see that recently because at the end of uh, uh, the year we just finished 
I think he was around 42, 43, and now he's around 46,000 dollars for the Bitcoin. And when Bitcoin go up, many other uh, crypto go up too. Right, that makes sense. Well, I don't know if you, are you done with your explanation? I have done with this explanation, and I advise people to put some money on crypto because it's not too late. Because uh, the information I have is in few years, 25, 20, 20, 25, 20, 26, many expect to have a, a Bitcoin around half a million dollar a price. So my spin on this is a little different. So I've been following Bitcoin since 2011. So I remember when Bitcoin was supposed to be the digital currency decentralized that was now going to basically give people the opportunity to have freedom to be able to purchase what they want without permission, uh, without having to worry about trust any institutions and all that sort of stuff. And it was supposed to be transaction fees with pennies on the dollar. Now, that started to change. And I'm going to say all of that started to change when bankers tried to make Bitcoin a banking-type product. So bankers fucked Bitcoin. They fucked Bitcoin up. And as a result of the people that do the code, you cannot do what Bitcoin was supposed to be able to do, which would be to buy a cup of coffee or to use it to send Jean-Luc, you know, some money and have the transaction handled pretty quickly. It became very big, very bulky, and almost like a money game because all the people that wanted to make it a banking product. So traders came in and they started to do their trading. And this final SEC acknowledgement of making Bitcoin a banking product is going to totally fuck Bitcoin. So it's also going to make sure that they could shut it down whenever they want to, and it's also going to make sure that they can put anyone in jail that they choose to because the SEC has the ability to then ultimately control. So all of the big players, the, the block rocks of the world, the all the other big institutions got their way. They've won the death of Bitcoin because it is now a central banking product having nothing to do with what it was originally founded for. Now, having I, I say that for a little bit of effect, but the reality is it is no longer a decentralized currency. It is now a government, U.S. government. They think, how fucking pathetic, a U.S. government-controlled commodity. And unfortunately, they're screwing with it. Now, is there still opportunities for play the money games? Yeah, you can play your cryptocurrency money games a little bit like a slot machine and make money on the swings up or down or up or down and still make a shitload of money. But the reality is is that I don't see this as being a positive move. Matter of fact, I consider it to be the death of Bitcoin. So having said that, a little bit of a different view. A little bit of a different view. Yes, you have a different viewpoint, but I don't agree with you, Peter, because um, so, something 
you need to consider Bitcoin himself like the the gold, like the gold standard. You say Bitcoin is uh, you, you don't play with Bitcoin like you were playing at the beginning. Some people at the beginning have some Bitcoin and they were buying pizza or coffee or something. Bitcoin now is uh, is uh, is so. Um, uh, the market is so huge. Bitcoin is like a reserve, like, like the gold. If you if we buy right. uh, uh, one ounce of gold, it costs two thousand dollars. Okay, and you cannot go to buy a coffee with uh, say, oh, I have one ounce of gold, give me change. Okay, you arrive with two thousand dollars, and the guy need to give you the change. Bitcoin, it, it look like this. Now. Uh, you're right about the fee. The fee was uh, uh, pretty high. For that, many people uh, buy Bitcoin as a reserve. If, if you have some saving um, account, it's better to, to buy some Bitcoin than to have a saving account when they give you 0.01% or something like this. And it's better to put this on Bitcoin as a reserve. Now, other cryptocurrency have uh, basically very, very, very small fee, very fast, and you can have some uh, cryptocurrency you use like like your debit card, meaning you have a card, you you pay with that. The guy who takes your card didn't know you pay with a crypto, and uh, as you, you use the, crypto, the, the card and the crypto, you receive more crypto because they give you reward. And the fee is very minimum. We talk about cents, and and they fast. You have some company who now work with uh, with Visa, okay, or Mastercard. But Visa work with some com- one. Uh, I have in my one company. They work with Visa because they are cheap, because they are fast, and you you can pay with this uh, directly with this crypto. Or you can use use a card. You have also some other company. You know the SWIFT system. The SWIFT system is the, when you want to transfer money from bank to bank or country to country. Uh, example, if I want to transfer money from France to here to the U.S., they use the SWIFT system. The SWIFT system you pay is uh, it takes three to five days, open days, okay, and they are open only five days. Crypto are open 24 and 7. And uh, you pay uh, roughly what, 30, 35 bucks to uh, to have all of this transferred to your bank account. If you use um, if you use uh, crypto, this is done in minutes, and you pay uh, three or, or four dollars, maybe ten ten times less what it costs you normally. The Swiss system now is dealing with some other cryptocurrency to work together because they, the Swiss system is very, very, very old. They all the old system, 1940 or something like this. We have not been improved, and now they are changing all of this, and the blockchain technology and the crypto are here to stay on a society, and is, uh, the, the fact he have been on a, stock, on, a, on a stock market with an, an ETF it didn't mean is uh, under the government. The, what the government is playing is to create. Uh, this is very bad, by the way. 
when they are applying is to create a digital currency, a digital dollar currency to control the population to have uh, the social score like in China and uh, taking out so let's so let's stop let's stop you right there so let's yes. hold on one second so let's stop you right there so we so what basically has happened is we're not going to call it cryptocurrency anymore you might as well call it crypto commodity because oh. like you had reference it's not something you use for dollars and cents anymore it's not like a dollar bill you go in there use it around or it's basically cryptocurrency could be like a visa card you don't need cryptocurrency to use your visa card you don't need cryptocurrency to use your mastercard so it's became it's became a commodity not necessarily a currency next they're doing the etf thing for exactly what you just said a little bit earlier Get people comfortable with the word cryptocurrency, digital dollar, digital currency, and then they're going to ease in or sweep in their own U.S. government digital currency because you can't handle a $34 trillion debt and be able to try to figure this out without making our own funny money. So they're going to make their own funny money that's digital currency so they can get out of their fucking debt that they can't even stop spending money on. They're all corrupt. They're dumb bastards. I hope they all fucking die in hell. Gary Ginsler, <laughs> the SEC commissioner. Yeah, go for it. Just like you, you people are just – what they're basically doing is they're setting us up for that digital dollar that they're going to be able to implement because now they're making it oh well there's etfs that means it's got to be okay and then five years from now if you want to go out and rent something that they don't want you to rent you're not going to be able to do it you're going to need permission to use your own money so i am not applauding this move i'm looking at this move as being one step towards you losing more of your freedom oh yeah here's a the digital currency made by the government is not decentralized like the crypto is. It will be centralized on the end of the government, and they, they will control you and uh, let you buy what they want you to buy, let you vote for who they want you to vote, and give money for who uh, they want you You give money, and they have more control, and this put with a social score, less freedom. I completely agree. But so I, I look. I look at this. If, I look at yeah, this as if you look like if you look like wrestling, like at a wrestling match, like jujitsu or maybe something like that. We're on the ground fighting. I see this as a move where they just put you in the sleeper hold. You're in the sleeper hold. Now it's just a matter of when they want to put you to sleep. So I don't, I don't applaud this. I look at this. I've, I've looked at cryptocurrency and Bitcoin specifically. The death of Bitcoin when people started doing the trading and the ET and all their other kind of like platforms and the mining and all the other sort of stuff. I looked at it and said they're screwing up everything. They're screwing up what Bitcoin was supposed to be, a digital currency decentralized where I could spend what I want on what I want without being traced anonymously apart from any government control worldwide and that is not what it has become it, so, it, it, this was this was not correct at the beginning many people think they can use Bitcoin to buy something anonymously you have never been this way because everything on Bitcoin is traceable now you have other cryptocurrency like Monero 
or you can do something uh, respecting your privacy and anonymously. But Bitcoin never been like this. It's for that when these people were saying at the beginning uh, is a, is a uh, currency for people uh, for gangster and all this. It was not because if you use Bitcoin to to uh, make a scam, you are you are dumb because everything. But, yeah, but hold on a second. And, but, and we're gonna run out of time. Hold on a second. We're gonna run out of time. Remember, okay. Bitcoin was birthed, Bitcoin began right after the last financial crisis in 2008-2009. It was designed because of the fucked up banking system that we had before. It would, the white paper basically says it was supposed to be what I described. And there's a lot of people that, uh, the Bitcoin people that are no longer Bitcoin people, they say it's fucked up. All the experts say it's fucked up. You fucked it up. Everything from... Roger Ver and Bitcoin Cash and the Monero guys, and they've done everything they possibly can to take away the freedom that was supposed to be Bitcoin. So I'll, I'll playfully and uh, disagree with all of the direction that Bitcoin has gone over in the last five years. And I'll give you a prediction. We'll say right here on Building Fortunes Radio. In five years, you won't own your life. I mean, if it keeps going the same way in five years, you're going, to eat, you're going to have one hell of a time with figuring out where you're going to be able to spend your money. So John Kerry is going to tell you you've got too much of a carbon footprint. You can't spend your yeah. money on this. They're going to take a look at your diet. They're going to say you're too fat. You do have diabetes. Yeah. You have whatever. You can't buy that ice cream yeah, or this, that cookie. This has nothing, nothing to do with Bitcoin because it will already invest in even, be, even before Bitcoin. Mark my, will, I know, will, but mark I my day. I agree with you. you. It will, but you have nothing to do with Bitcoin. And, and the, the fucking of the money is not something you start in 2008. It start uh, way before when uh, um, uh, Roosevelt takes the gold standard and all of this. He, he, start, he start at this point. Okay. The fuck up of the money starts many, many, many decades uh, before. And I agree with you about uh, each time the government, uh, now they have, they have many technology companies like uh, Google and, uh, and uh, Facebook and all of this. And, and why they use this? To control more people and, they, yep. and also to kill people. Many, many people are, are dead. I was listening tonight, we are, we are around 20 million people worldwide dead after, after the job. 20 million the agenda is depopulation and control what's left. Yeah, who and, knows? Um, I, I don't think it has something, something to do with Bitcoin because these this people and the, the government more control and more power. Right. So the, the way I look at it is um, it's more the government is finally adopting cryptocurrency and starting to rule on something that they don't even own. They don't even own. This is one slippery slope that is not good. And unfortunately, now it's going to be institutionalized by those people that control the world. And uh, mm. who knows what's going to happen no, from here. But guess what? We're running out of what, time. What we're, we're, Peter, what, let me finish on this. What, what does the government put is a, a CBDC, you know, to control to the digital currency controlled by the government, by controlling by the Fed. Right? Yep. Well, they're going to have to do something because once the once the world 
gets pissed off at the United States, which is what they've been doing. Um, once the world's pissed off at the U.S. and the U.S. dollar falls apart, they better have a backup. Otherwise, um, your dollar is going to be worthless. So your dollar will be worthless pretty he's, soon. He's already. When you, when you, right. He's I know. Already, this, when this, you, this, this, when this you look at the break nation, when you look at the break nation now doing some trading altogether without to use the dollar, the, the petrol dollar is done. The dollar is going down, and it will going faster and faster. Yep. So it's it's one level of we're we're one presidential election from losing everything. So you, I, agree. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So guess what? We're done with that radio show. And some organization would like to su to suppress the, and to cancel the First Amendment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. So you better listen in if you're listening in on Building Fortunes Radio. We're going to give you some good stuff during the course of the year as we watch whatever might happen, tumble or fumble or whatever the hell is going to be. So we're going to see all of the, all of the corruption that's happening and everything else like that. It's heating up. There's going to be plenty more in 24. <laughs> so, so having said that. Yeah, yeah 20, 24 will be an interesting year, you know? It's going to be messed up. 24 is going to be messed up. Just can't wait. And guess what, Jean-Luc? You know, we have uh, Davos, which is next week, where, you know, the rich people, they kind of plan your future, yeah. you know? Yeah, the rich so people. We'll be... uh, yeah. So we're yeah, going to be able to talk a little bit about that. And and we have and we have Biden, uh, Biden who uh, Biden who uh, with the UK who strike a, a Yemen target. And oh, he, yeah, if he, everything that. everything you you read is a is a Iran uh, uh, terrorist, Iran funding terrorist. What I think what they want is to go to war with Iran. They, they can't wait. Iran with French. They can't no. wait. It's crazy. No it's crazy. Anyway, mm. so we're done with our radio shows, Jean-Luc. Have a great night. Stay warm. Stay warm. Yes, and, um, we are. We are in the middle of the global warming. I have my that's right. full blow. <laughs> that's right. Okay, good for you. Good for you. This is a lively one. We're going to catch everybody next week on Building Fortunes Radio. Diane, bonsoir. Uh, bon année. <laughs> bon année. And then bon, and bon oui. <laughs> bon <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to Building Thanks Fortunes there. Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. <laughs>